0: Hey guys, it's Ari Savia and you're listening to the
1: All Blacks Podcast.
2: It's a privilege and a pleasure to welcome Michael Eowarasa and Brad Webber to the All Blacks Podcast. And good afternoon to you, Andy Burt.
1: G'day, JP. Um, Glad to be here, mate, and glad to be here with you two lads after a couple of false starts to get you on the podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we won't go into details about those,
1: but uh, yeah, thanks
0: for having us along. Um, Yeah, good to be here.
1: That's actually a great place to start,
2: Uh, (laughs) actually. I was, I was on a train with my son at about 9 o'clock in the morning because uh, I had to pick up my car and I got a text message to say that, that you're unable to make it. I think you might have had a recovery early recovery session and you're in the pool maybe at that time.
0: Brad was definitely recovering, so um,
3: that's
1: key. Yeah, I was.
3: Yeah, a uh, few extra priorities sort of popped up, sorry fellas. Um,
1: just yeah, so to... we, we understand lads, and since then you've obviously been on the bi-week. Um, what have you been up to? What's the highlight of your bi-week been? Brad, Phils.
3: I've played a fair bit of golf lately. It's probably been about it. To be fair, usually we try to get away for a um, for a wee holiday down somewhere, or I try to shoot back home to the Mount, but I haven't this time. I've just uh, stuck around to a few odd jobs around home. It. Yeah, to be fair, I was trying to think exciting. Things. I Haven't
0: really done much exciting. I suppose spraying the weeds was pretty exciting <laughs> uh, out of the garden.
3: <laughs>
0: no, it's been just hanging around, trying to get a bit of recovery in and um, get the body ready to rip into
3: next week. Yeah, we see some of the boys have gone away on holidays, Sam Kane bungee jumping in Queenstown and Damien swinging the clubs Queenstown. Anton Leonard Brown's in Fiji, but they've obviously got a few, uh, a fair bit of dosh behind them. You That's two nice. lads just
2: hang around the Tron. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, make the most
2: of it. Is there any chat amongst the team when, like, Anton Leonard Brown, those guys, go on holidays and the, possibly their social influence is paying for those trips? <laughs> um,
0: we give a bit of Anton's I think Anton's is out of the bank balance. I don't think um Fiji Tourism's uh come to the party yeah. here on this one, but
3: um Damien, Damien, Damien gets a bit. Yeah, Damien for sure, I swear half his uh social media posts are just promoting something to he's just had a little bit more. like I more. gonna need promotion for this, but he's just um, had
0: Hadidas at Playstation. We just had one on the weekend and, and Den, from Denham Company. Yeah. yeah three or four like just over the course of a trip to Auckland that um had to pop in there and Shop around to get probably free kit, and then walk out the door and put a post up. Oh, is that the life of a big dog these days? Aren't yeah, they? yeah. There's yeah. a
1: few players. I don't know if they eat anything if it's not from my food bag. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't tell you they're eating it if it's not from my food bag. <laughs> <laughs> hey lads, um, before we really kick in and delve deep here, we have got a few quick fire questions. We'll just throw them at you, um, JP. Doing a kick off there, mate.
2: Oh, that's a tough one. If you had to choose,
1: would it be tea or coffee?
0: Coffee, bread. I'll go tea. Yeah. Tea. WWE or UFC? UFC, hands down. WWE, speak. WWE. I, you know, I appreciate the the acting.
3: <laughs> really, uh, yeah, really drags me in. <laughs> I like it. Oh,
1: you are nice. you're WWE, you split there.
2: Yeah. Oh, surely surf or ski? It, it, sorry, it is ski as in uh, snow ski. Mm.
3: Oh no, I'm surf. I'm warm, warm weather. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surfing too. I used to surf when I was in no, high school. Here and yeah, Here we go. I, I threw it in once I went to Dunedin. It's too bloody cold down
1: there. Here's a tough one. NBA or NFL?
0: I would say it would be tough for some people, but no, it's pretty easy for us. Both. both. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, there you go. Well, who are your teams there? Well, yeah, so NBA.
3: NBA, NBA,
0: down.
1: And who are your teams? you got the uh, caps there.
3: Um, I've, I'm, well, I, I'm a Atlanta Hawks man um one of the very few new zealand hawks fans but i've got a lakers shirt on at the moment so i feel a little bit dirty beautiful beautiful <laughs> who,
2: who was who's the famous guy from the Atlanta Travis.
1: Hawks? was it travis brown kiwi guy No. Nah. travis i'm thinking yeah. of clyde drixler
3: oh yeah nah he was his um he's portland trailblazers had.
1: frank
3: right. oh. wilkins and Webb. web yeah. well, speak
2: yeah. speaking yeah. of a sponsorship this will tell a true story xbox or playstation
0: um, PlayStation, pretty yeah. big gamer, to be fair. Yeah, I'm PlayStation 2, although I don't play it that often.
2: Are you playing Fortnite?
0: Yeah, I'm a big Fortnite player.
2: What's your username? Should we chuck it out there and see if we can hook it oh,
0: up? Yeah, I don't see why not. I, I don't need much help, to be fair. But, um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Delmar Manor, so go good luck. D-E-L-M-A-R-M-A-N-O-R. So there's a whole bunch of us in rugby circles that play. Like mm. Pretty much every time i go on, there'll be at least – four or five dudes from other teams around New Zealand playing Fortnite that we um, party up and <laughs> get a few wins together.
1: Yeah, TJ's throwing his Twitch account out there quite, quite often, isn't
0: he? Yeah, I, do, I, haven't, I haven't watched that, but I heard Damien said that he'd sat down and watched it, but there's probably definitely a big market there for rugby players to get into some sort of mm. streaming online game, gaming or something like that. Like, it's already, yeah. with some of those guys, what, 500 600,000 people watching yeah. them play online um, with the following they've got. So to have, like, a rugby player who people already have a connection with, sort are of watching them play, whether he's good or not, it's probably a different story. But A lot of people actually
2: don't like rugby players too, um, especially in the gaming community, so I can see that there'd be some real good motivation to <laughs> get online and, and get you <laughs> guys to hide it. a <laughs> right, couple more here. Uh, oh, Jandals or bare feet? Obviously, it's a little bit warmer up north, so. Mm.
0: Yeah, Jandals for me. i wear them everywhere, yeah, it's just because oh, just easy to put on than shoes, so just chuck them on and go out of the house. Yeah, I'm not that horry
3: Jandals. Jandals.
1: There you go. Cats or dogs? <laughs>
3: well, uh, uh, I know what I yeah. Mike's <laughs> got a dog, and I'm on a waiting list for one, so I'd like to say I'm a dog. Man. We've, got a, we've got a cat at home. But you've so got, got a cat. Why so oh, are you sake. on
2: a waiting list for a dog?
3: Well, it's a Bernese Mountain Dog. And oh, they're pretty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. So I'm uh, on a waiting list to try and get a puppy of that, so...
1: Yeah, those are awesome dogs.
3: Yeah,
2: love them. Um, if you had to have one or the other, not what your favourite is, would you have a, a top? Would you wear a top knot or a mullet?
3: Mullet, hundred percent.
0: Well, there you go, the top knot, and you could let it down into a mullet. You could wear both, then couldn't you? Well, but no, now probably mullet. 20, oh, yeah, a mullet.
1: Beautiful. Hey lads, final one here: watching Netflix or listening to a podcast?
3: Oh, it's a tough one actually. Mike's the king of, like, Netflix, any TV or yeah. podcast as well. So I'd be interested yeah. to see what he's saying. Tough one. I it
0: would have, like, asked me last year, it would have been Netflix. But now there's some pretty good podcasts out there that, um, especially on, like, a, a drive anywhere. Like, I'll listen to half an episode of a podcast on the way into training and half on the way home. Yeah. Anything from, like, who whodunit crime-solving things to basketball or, like, TED Talks. So, mm. no, probably podcasts at the moment.
1: Podcast? Yeah.
3: You, Brett? I'd be podcast too, especially there's this real good new one out at the moment. It's called Code Triple. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: That's a great segue. There we go. There we go. Set it up perfectly. Dude, so, yeah. so I, yeah. I listened yeah.
2: to your two, first two episodes and they're pretty good. And um, But there must have been a process. I, I know you guys have got a bit of a background and you like listening to the, um, well the the lads talk about basketball. So was, was that the motivation and, and how's the learning curve been?
0: Yeah, I'd say we're very amateurish in our podcast and we probably take it um, not so seriously in terms of like our schedule around getting things out there and getting things done, which might not appease a few people. But um, yeah, I think the, the thought behind it was we really enjoyed listening to some of those. Um, obviously, we're not in America, so we don't get to hear a lot of the, the news and stuff and the interviews with players. But when we listen to podcasts, we got a real down to earth chat with like you could hear them chat about things away from basketball and just life in general and their opinions on things and what yeah. they enjoy to do. And so that was sort of like we saw a niche in, in, you know sort of in rugby where there's nothing about that. There's nothing where guys, obviously in, in media interviews, personality is completely different. A lot of guys turn on this voice. You can even yeah. hear it. Some guys have a voice that's like I'm talking to a cameraman. I'm going to, you know, I'm very yeah. serious. like Oh, you know, classic yeah. cliches. And so we just sort of have an opportunity to like guys get to know you know, fans yeah. to get to know their players a bit better and, like, just hear the general people.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that definitely comes across in your first two episodes. As I mentioned, I was listening to one of them on the way over, walking to JP's office here, and I was actually cracking up, walking down Lambton Quay there in Wellington because yeah. <laughs> just the bad you guys have, it's bloody brilliant. So it's great to see. That's great feedback. Thanks, yeah. A little, uh, yeah
0: Pump, pump the tyres up, Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you think that, um, it's and it's across all sports, but when... You are talking to some of the guys that they are a little bit more relaxed because they're not in front of a camera, but they're actually they're all talking to your friends as well. Yeah,
3: I guess that's the whole reason why we wanted to do it. We wanted fans to connect with the players on a personal level, and by not sticking a fat old camera in front of their face and um, just having a general chat like we do in the changing rooms, that I think um, gets that across as, as best possible. So um, yeah, I, I like to think that. Um, by listening to our podcast, that you'll get to know um, some rugby players in New Zealand on a personal level, and um, you actually might, you know, find out a thing or two, and then flying on from that, you might follow those
2: players in, in the rugby games a, a, a bit more. So, yeah, um, and, more yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, want them to do well. If you could interview anyone in the world that's not a rugby player, who, and this is an individual question, who would it be? Uh, that's a great
0: question. Yeah, I don't know if I... I'd probably have to stick with sports and probably go LeBron James. To be honest, I like, yeah, I enjoy LeBron. I just like he's an athlete who's like the peak of his game after 15 years, and he's
3: yeah.
0: in terms of in the general public eye, oh, he's never put a foot wrong. Hmm. Like, tough to sit down and never chat to him, and like the pressures he goes through and what goes on with him, what makes him tick. Probably,
3: yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd probably go. Um, Myself and myself, Damien McKenzie and Gareth Evans, we um, we're obsessed with Happy Gilmore. So I think I'd go out and sound like I'd want to um, I'd want to sit down and have a chat with uh, Adam and um, we'd just throw quotes at each other the whole time, I reckon. But I'd be I think he'd outdo you. Do you?
2: <laughs> What's your favourite scene from Happy Gilmore?
3: Um, probably the scene oh when he's at the mini part. And he's putting it into the clown, and the clown keeps spitting it out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Tap, tap, tap it in. Yeah. 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 That's a ripper of a film. And talking about, um, so obviously, kind of guests that you want to get on there. So obviously, you've had um, Damien to kick things off. That was a ripper of an episode. Angus and Sam. Who else have you got lined up there? Are, are players actually lining up to be on the show, or are you guys shoulder tapping? Yeah,
0: well, there's a few awkward conversations to be had. a few guys have put their hands up and we we'll like, "Yeah, we'll get you on there at some stage." Um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now nah, we've got, um, we're, we're thinking maybe I don't know if we can. No, nah, no, yeah, we so we have sort of um, we've been looking at getting Liam Messam and um, Stephen Donald on together. Those are two, they're two pretty good mates um, mm. between themselves and two good friends of ours. And they, so they've got some, they'll have some pretty good banter and stories from. Um, the earlier years of their footy careers before they sort of settled down.
3: Yeah, I, I guess moving forward from that, like at the moment, obviously we're just getting our Chiefs teammates on at the moment, just to kind of get the ball rolling and, and, and get it out there. But um, eventually, we want to, I guess, move into one other teams, um, you know, from other franchises. But then, I suppose, go into other sports as well. Um, yeah, I suppose with the contacts that we've got, we can sit down and have a ch- chat with a few of them and. I guess diversified a little bit more rather than just being a Chiefs podcast.
1: Yeah, Mm. Bez McCullum would be amazing to get on there, wouldn't he?
3: Yeah, I've Mm. actually listened. I listened to a podcast he was on um, a few weeks ago. I can't remember the guy, and he was really interesting. uh, Mm. He was very (laughs) open and honest. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm. Hey lads, um, just just coming back. I've actually got a few questions for you. I um, I quite enjoyed your your line of questioning uh, on your podcast. I thought I'd ask you the questions that you ask your guests. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like stepbrothers you know, We're going to reverse. Interview. Um. Now, I also got some intel that you that Brad. You're definitely single. Yep. That's great. Mom, are, you, are you claiming to be single as well, or you? Me. Do yeah. you say? Yeah. No, no. I'm. Um,
0: I'm engaged, happily well, I'm engaged.
2: Happily engaged. Congrats. Congratulations. Okay. So, um, Brad, just the first one for you. What would be three qualities you'd look for in a, a possible in a partner?
3: damn it why did this come back me? <laughs> love connection I think someone that hmm three qualities okay okay um she'd have to be she'd have to be very like independent and goal driven um which I I value highly you like ambition yeah nice yeah, um she'd have I do enjoy a real good sense of humour someone with good banter someone that can uh, doesn't just you know it's not a can give and take we tell, it. Wetail can like, throw, throw banter back at me, and then, uh, yeah, probably something that's uh, nice on the eye, I imagine, something i yeah, something I'll to be attracted to. to yeah, them. yeah got to
2: be attracted to them. So, okay. there's your 3 oh, i You've got another one here. But this is an adaption of your other question earlier, which I've changed a little bit, but um, can you please comment? After games, do you shower in your underwear?
0: The only time I, I do, yeah. But when I was in Japan, just it was, it was the culture. Mm. Um, Hunger, Liam Messum sorry, um, filled us in, gave us a wee cultural briefing, and it's not, uh, it's part of the culture you shower, you sort of frowned upon to shower in your underwear, so there, no, but uh, back in New Zealand, yeah, but, I don't know, easy
3: going to be fair. I don't know why, I just do it, do it. Yeah, I, 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 I always used to shower in my but um, even now and then, I'll, I'll whip get the off hammer on. out. I'm not, not too worried nowadays. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Depends means we're tail are Yeah.
1: Ah. No, not weird, no. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the change room lads who's the biggest um change room pest pulling pranks and whatnot around the change room
3: sean uh, yeah, yeah. sure, stevenson yeah. thinks he's thinks he's pretty good at pranks and stuff but hmm. generally it turns around and backfires on him and the boys end up going twice as hard back at him so yeah. he, he, in his own head he probably thinks though.
0: So. Um, if you uh, you'd ask the team he'd say himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you <laughs> asked everyone else, he'd be like, No, he's terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably yeah. To be fair, that's probably him then. He's like uh, yeah, the uh, Angus it,
3: Angus Targwell? The
0: boys for hit his phone. There was um one of the boys the other week, um who was it? Was Tony oh Taleni Sue. Hid they him and Tony Pulley flat together and um, Taleni decided it'd be a good idea to hide Tony's phone. So um, he got some strapping tape and strapping taped it to the roof of our changing room. Oh, really? uh, Tony obviously like, oh, I'll find it. Got find my iPhone up and search for an hour looking through rubbish bins. Like, was it was <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't find it. Looked up, bang, you're on the roof sitting there. <laughs> that was um, that was actually a good value. Yeah, it was good.
1: There's going to be club um, change rooms around the country this weekend where players are going to be doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. This
0: good is up. a good, good one.
2: But, Lads, how, how do you think you guys are shaping up so far in the season? Obviously, it's still relatively early days, but we're, we're coming up really quickly towards that during that test window. Um, so it's probably around about crunch time is, is heading yeah. looming.
3: I, I think think we're looking pretty good, actually, because um, I know a lot of the media wrote us off, and especially with all the injuries that we had, but um, I think the guys that have filled in um, have done really well. We've had some real crucial wins, especially against... Uh, the Highlanders and, and the Blues twice, um, so I think we're shaping up pretty good, we're, we've obviously got um, our trip to Africa to go, but then after that we've got a long stretch of home games, which sets us up really nicely um, heading into the playoffs, I think.
0: So. Yeah, the key's going to be the, the derby games essentially, you can finish in the top of New Zealand, that puts you in a good stead for the rest of the, the finals part of it, but I mean, and it's that's, a that's pretty tough road having those extra derby games, but um yeah, like we've said, I think we're in a pretty good spot. I suppose if you'd asked us at the start of the season, if we would just lost two games coming into a second bye, would be we'd probably take that and be yeah. pretty happy. So, yeah, pretty good.
2: So, and who out of the New Zealand outfits? Because I'm not really rating anyone overseas at the moment. Who, who do you think would be the hardest team to beat?
0: <laughs> That's the thing. So, I mean, any any New Zealand team on their day um, can get up. Obviously, the Hurricanes are on a bit of a. The heater at the moment, like they dropped their first game and haven't lost since, and um, and yeah, beat us obviously a couple of weeks ago. And Crusaders, we've really had another crack, at the, we've got another crack to go on those guys. So, they're obviously getting guys back from injury now, some pretty key All Blacks back, yeah. which is going to help strengthen them. And yeah, I don't know, it's
3: probably, yeah, those two are pretty yeah pretty tough at the moment. Yeah, I reckon to answer your question for me, it'd be the, be the Hurricanes at the moment, I think, are probably the they obviously top, so probably deserve, deservedly
1: so. Yeah. Yeah, we hear so often about the NZ derbies, you know, they're pretty much as close as you can get to a Test match without playing international footy, you know, and look at you guys, um, a lot of injuries. I think it was 15 injuries plus key players out this year that you lost from last season. What's the key? Why have you guys done so well so far this year, do you think? Uh, I think it just comes
0: down to culture. Like, I think we've got, obviously... A group of players and we've had guys coming in and going out and we just sort of try to create a culture where guys coming in From the day they get in the door They're feeling comfortable that they can express themselves They've been brought in for a reason and that's to to play footy and enjoy themselves and the more comfortable They are coming into the environment the more likely they're going to perform to the standard They've been seen in ITM Cup or wherever they've been picked up from so I think We've done that I think so far really well this year and it's um, Hopefully we can get guys coming back from injury as well that just add to that team that we've got ticking away.
2: Because around culture, I'm bit, I love talking about culture and, and how to instil it in the team, but what are the little things that you guys do at the start of the year or talk about to um, enable things like bringing someone in new who feels welcome into the environment? Uh,
3: I it, it, a big burden is on the leaders in, yeah, the, in sure. the team because like, if I look back to when I first made the Chiefs, it was guys like, obviously, Liam Messon, Aaron Cruden, uh, Tanado okay. Laksima, I mean, Mills Laina, and going in, I was thinking, I'm not going to say a word to them, you know, unless they talk to me. But from the get-go, those guys were the ones that made me feel welcome. They made me feel like I could say whatever I want in front of the team. They would go out of their way. I suppose they'd you know, invite, invite us young guys to go and have um, a feed or, or a coffee with them to get to know them on a personal level. Um, and that's, I suppose, given me the best chance to play my best rugby at the Chiefs. And I think that was, that was huge for me. And now growing into a leader myself. Um, it's something that I try to do with the young guys coming through, I suppose, is uh, just get to know them on a personal level and show them that I, um, you know, I'm genuine and, and it's, a, it's a big circle of life, essentially, in time, the environment yeah. that what's been
0: instilled um, years ago is just keeps ticking over as players come and go, and as you've seen, like, players are going now. But guys like Angus Tarvales come in this year, and he, you'd say he's in sort of a leadership role. Mm. Now, thrust upon him, given that six what is it, six or five, six props out injured, he's our leader amongst scrum stuff and he's um, taking that full full horns and going for it mm. which is good
1: yeah and look yep. you guys as you mentioned you've got the um, big trip to big trip to South Africa coming up and we often hear that is one of the hardest assignments in Super Rugby is to head over to the Republic can you tell us what, what is so tough about that is it the travel is it playing at altitude is it the South African teams in their home grounds what makes it so tough
0: yeah, we play Cape Town so altitude's not too bad there in Durban so that those are two places you can probably count out altitude being an issue. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, African, like, the support they get at home is, uh, is massive. And, it, and it's great to, like, to have ticked that off and and played over there and seen the crowds and how passionate they are, like, rolling up to to the Stormers game in Cape Town and having people banging on your bus and yelling abuse at you and stuff sure. like that. It's all part of, like, the experience of playing playing there. Um, so I think that makes it pretty tough. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And the, the travel's hard. Like when you, when you first get there, you're you're waking up at three in the morning and not being able to get back to sleep till yeah. six. You know, and it, it stuffs your bo- your body for the, especially for the first three three days. Mm-hmm. So you've got limited preparation in terms of uh, physical stuff. And um, yeah, like Ali said, when, and when you're playing at Newlands and there's you know 40,000 South Africans absolutely screaming when the stormers uh, sorry the Stormers score. Um, it's definitely man like it's something I've never really experienced yeah. and it's it can be quite daunting, but um, Yes, yeah, so it's probably the hardest things to, to get over I,
0: I think one of the hardest
3: plane trips in
0: Super Rugby is that one the Hurricanes did this year where they went yeah. Africa Argentina mm. back to New you, Zealand. you essentially go right around the world yeah. mm. and I remember when we did that We were the first team to do it. Mm. We ended up having to go to South Pop. We went from um, New go Zealand down. to Sydney down to Africa to play the Southern Kings and then we went across to Sao Paulo, Brazil and had to catch two chartered flights um, down from Sao Paulo and stop somewhere to refuel and then go again. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was, it was uh, definitely one of the hardest. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's... on
0: Because, yeah, on getting...
1: Chiefs were the first team to play. The Jaguades over there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And That was yeah. a
0: pretty bold game as well.
1: And often with the... It's um, at home at Hamilton there when you get a big crowd and they get, they get in behind you, it obviously spurs you on, but... On the opposite of that, when you're in South Africa and you do have their crowds getting on your back, does that also spur you on or how do you react to that kind of that kind of big atmosphere when the crowd is against you? Yeah, that's a good question.
3: Um, yeah, I guess it does motivate you to do well, but um, again, that's probably when your leaders really need to step in and, yeah. and um, take control because um, as a young guy going over there and then Experiencing that for the first time, it can be quite daunting. You can go into your shell and put you in a bit of a haze. Like yeah. you stop thinking a bit, you know. You start overthinking
0: things. You stop yeah. doing yeah. just the basics and stuff like that, as opposed to like the the crowd. Oh, they're on my back kind of thing. It's yeah. more like there's so much noise and so much going on that it all happens. And then that speed of Super Rugby as it is anyway as fast, so you miss something like that because of your yeah, you're in a bit of a haze. You yeah. cost you over there. Mm.
2: Did you ever actually? Like in a super game, hear an individual comment from someone in the crowd, but like, yeah, a club rugby, if someone's <laughs> having a crack at you, hear every single <laughs> word they said, it's gonna uh, be a real sorry. tough day.
0: Um, and <laughs> uh, in New South Wales as well, eh, right? and and um, uh, Suncorp in Brisbane, the the fans just behind because you sort of sitting in a dugout back in the stands a little bit, and there's always a few like chips coming in there, yeah, um. Probably about being on the bench or something like that, I don't know, yeah, I can't really remember too many yeah, like on,
3: specific ones. On, well, just on the weekend gone, I was on the bench against the, uh, the Reds and there was this dude saying, um, yelling at us, asking if we can go on so that there would be a chance of winning. <laughs> 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 Stuff like that, like, quite, really? funny, yeah, quite funny, but, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, what's some of the, talking about sledges, I love the sledges in cricket, these classic sledges we hear about back in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. Um, how, are there any great sledges you can recall you've experienced on the field, or given or taken yourself?
0: I've had. I'll, oh, TJ was actually gave me a good one um, last year. TJ Perinara. Um I played a bit. I played a bit at school with TJ, so like I know. I you know we know each other reasonably wellish. Um, and obviously, I've been in and out of the starting team for the Chiefs over the last few years. And so we were packing down for a scrum. I think I would started that game down in Wellington, and I um I looked up and saw him and like smiled at him or something. And he goes, huh. I thought you'd gone overseas, and he just—that's <laughs> <laughs> outstanding. And I was like, "Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That was a good yeah, one." Okay. And then I actually, um, consequently, I got yellow card in that game for um, oh, cleaning man. him out late at a ruck. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I was steaming in, so yes. yeah, we'll call it. Yes. Him. Yes. But yes. no, it was good. He's he, he's pretty quick-witted, old TJ. You know, he'd probably there's probably quite a few to be fair that he'd have Half you know, yeah. <laughs> well, some of them, <laughs> not the ones that are shit now.
3: Yeah, I well, yeah, Wish you, wish you'd uh, mentioned this question uh, a couple of days ago. We probably could have come up with something real good.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's one that springs to mind. So obviously, worth yeah, quite the right. one because I still remember it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah what about yeah. internally? Who, who, who dishes out the most in the Chiefs?
3: Um, on the field.
2: Just, training? I mean, uh, internally, just in your own changing rooms. Like, if you have a mayor in the game. Is this? Oh shoot! Sean, yeah, Sean, yeah, Sean Stevenson. Stevenson's
3: got a massive mouth. He's, he runs it. He runs it and runs himself into trouble, and then like yeah. runs away. <laughs> he doesn't often win uh, any verbal battles, but he no. starts them. You know, but yeah. um, others finish it for him. Um, and he loves to pick like the like bigger people. Like he'll hey, go at Brody
0: Retallick all, uh, all the time and come off second best all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty notorious for it.
2: Do you think you yeah. get the big dog on your podcast? Yeah, yeah we we'll we'll looked look, at one. He'll, he'll, well. yeah. he'll yeah. Uh, have some a good chat.
3: He'll rain in the listeners for us too, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's getting like a cult following in New Zealand, has been the he's the new generation hard man, isn't he? Like he's the well, Zinzan Brook and you yeah, know like my young, yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. now the, the the tough bugger. And has he got that aura in the team and and control things a little bit, but like a Thorn.
3: I think it's quite funny, because like when we were talking before about um, having a camera in your face and putting on a different voice and that, like, he's the classic guy. When you put a camera in front of Brody's face, he literally puts on a different persona and a different mm. voice. So um, yeah. we'd be, like, <laughs> he's quite funny and um, real chilled out around around the boys, so he doesn't seem like this big hard man, but once nah, he's on the field, he just, really like, cool. changes and just turns into this beast. big beast, and... <laughs> Uh, you see what you see on uh, on the weekend. So, we're all keen to get him on to, I guess, give people yeah. an insight to what Brody's really like because I don't think many people actually know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, from an outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, no, you wouldn't.
1: That'd be brilliant. He's in great form as well. He's got what, four or five tries this year, hasn't he? He's yeah, he's done a few times.
0: He's in vintage vintage form, so yeah. to say. He's um, he's playing unreal.
1: He got a ripper. I'm not sure who it was against. It was about 20 meters out. He, he plucked in it. a ball with a dummy, the step, the bump off, the stretch yeah. out, it had everything, didn't it? The yeah. balls. He got two that game, didn't it? Yeah. He? he hasn't stopped talking about it either. <laughs> he's time so. <laughs> Hey lads, um, one thing I'm loving about Super Rugby this year is the veterans that are just performing. I mean, you mentioned Liam Messon. we've got Mike Delaney um, for the Crusaders. Chris King was back. George Smith for the Reds. How good is it having these old blokes still running around? Yeah,
0: it's good to see that they can come back from home. There's always hope then them for boys going overseas to come back and uh, still stick it out in Super Rugby. Obviously, they they're obviously going well as well and getting uh, plenty of minutes. So it's um, no, it's good to see a few guys yeah. that we grew up watching probably, well, yeah, would have. Yeah, yeah, Grew yeah. up
3: watching them, yeah. Gives us gives us all hope that we can keep playing for a few years. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I saw George Smith out there on uh, last Friday, or last Saturday. Yeah. No, I thought he was 50.
1: How old is he? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. He copped a knee in the head and looked like he was knocked out. He just got up like nothing had happened. he's probably lost. He is very
0: close. What's he? Thirty-six? Is he that i I'm I should say that he's to
2: the podcast now as well. Hey, can I ask a bit of more of a serious question? But look, if you if you're not picked for a side, or you one week you have to sit on the bench, or you you have a bad game. Do you have any routines or some things you do to, to mentally uh, bring yourself back up or to remain positive?
0: Um,
2: great question.
0: Yeah, great question. I think, like, if you're team first, if you've got a team first, like, if it's obviously the individual, 100%, you want to be in the 15 every week, you want to be putting your best foot and helping the team. But, like, team first mindsets, what can you then do to help the team? So if that's – for us, like, Thursday's a big training day, and the guys that aren't in the 23 obviously already know from Tuesday who's not in there, they're preparing to be – so, for instance, this weekend coming – oh, no, sorry, next weekend, the Haguari, so they're preparing to play as them against the starting 15 and the extras. So I suppose having that mindset that you – what can they then do to prepare the team to be the best at chance at winning, is, and then obviously working on whatever the coach is giving you feedback on is going to give you the best step and
3: reward that form training you're showing yeah I guess for me I've obviously always battled with um fellow all blacks in my position with Taweta and Augustine, so um I've often gone in and out of the starting lineup starting in one week and then coming off the bench the next but um for myself, I guess like I can't control how my other players in my position play, so I just purely try to focus those, so long as I'm playing well. I'll get picked. It's just a pretty simple mindset so um, it's all in my, my own hands control, really yeah. so um, I can't control how Taylor yeah. would play or anything so as long as I play well I'll get picked.
1: Yeah. Hey Brad, um, one for you mate, um, you obviously hit headlines recently with your stance on diversity and inclusion in rugby. Um, one thing that kind of struck me about that and obviously TJ's tweets as well. Was just the impact and positive influence that you as rugby players can have on a on a pretty wide audience. So Did you kind of realise that before you before you sent out those tweets? Um, I suppose the
3: simple answer is no. I didn't didn't realise how much of an effect um, uh, some tweets like that could have um, in the greater scheme of things. But like I was I was really stoked with um, the support that I got um, outside of that once uh, once it was put out there and. Um, I think it shows that yeah, well, us as rugby players, especially in New Zealand, we've you know we've got a, um, a pretty huge influence on um, in society these days. As you know, as much as we try to deny it, it's true. So um, you know, I want I really want to use it as as a good thing to try and um, you know make people in all walks of society feel included and welcome in our game because. Um i you know I, I love playing rugby and I, I want everybody to be have that opportunity to um to play and feel included so um that's why i spoke out i i I'd, I'd had enough of um, staying quiet and um, especially when it hit home um, for some of my family members um, I just you know I couldn't just stay silent and um you know I was just standing up for something that I believed in and for my family members really
1: mm. yeah. I really commend you for that mate. and what is it about halfbacks you t j and Nick white, the three of you? <laughs> Yeah, well, we are chirpy little buggers, aren't we? So
3: <laughs> probably uh, probably only right that it was three of us that come out first. So um, yeah, yeah. Look, to be honest, I was uh, a little bit nervous as to um, the support it would get when I when I first came out with it. But um, look, I was stoked with the way that TJ um, his tweets in particular. He probably you know I come out a bit passionately, and then he put um, you know those words into some really genuinely good um, context in terms of um, you know no matter uh how you're feeling if you're struggling with um, your identity or your sexuality or whatever, um, that it's okay to be who you are because yeah. that's essentially what I was trying to get across, I suppose in the. <laughs> a no, passionate way. Well,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that and I think that's awesome because it most of myself included weren't actually angry with Israel's views. It's more the impact it had on people who are struggling and having a really tough time mentally, I guess, about you know read their identity themselves. So it's mm. awesome that you did that, and I, I hope you continue to talk about it in your podcasts. And perhaps you you can provide another avenue for young people as well. Nice work. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
3: Thanks for that. I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I don't, I don't hate Israel or, or or I don't hate his beliefs or anything. I just, um, you know, I just disagreed with, and then you know, I'm all for him um, expressing his his opinion. But um, I just disagreed with it, and um, and I agree. Like, if it has an impact on someone um, in a negative way, that you know, when they're struggling with their identity as it is, um, saying something like that's probably not going to help, especially with his influence. So, um, yeah, I, just, I guess we just really wanted to make sure that those people um, know that there's a lot of us out there playing this game that are um, right behind them, that they can be whoever they want.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's really has shown quite a positive light and all that, and um, if anything, I think people have probably never felt more included. Um, by the sport of rugby than they do right now. So it's actually, I think, it's had a positive outcome. Hey, um, just moving on back to your podcast, actually, lads. So what's next for a co-tripping?
0: Yeah, so I think um, the plan is probably pre-Africa. Otherwise, we're going to be caught up over <laughs> here um, trying to get something out. So we'll probably sit down, hopefully sit down with those uh, two guys we spoke about earlier, Liam and and Beaver, and um, get another episode out. Um been, we've had pretty positive feedback and we've had a, a bit of purchase here in terms of on social media a bit of guy you know people getting around us and a few lessons and stuff like that so um, but even a bit of sponsorship coming on board, so we'll try and um, Try and get that all together in some sort of package and keep working away And just sort of build a bit of a following and see where it can take us really from there yeah. Perfect.
2: Yes, a um, bit of sad news yesterday the passing of uh, Johnny Danger Bennett. Did you guys ever get to meet the, the danger? No,
0: I didn't, unfortunately, never um, crossed paths with him, but yeah, as we say, condolences out to his, um, his friends and
3: his family, obviously very sad, sad news to hear and pretty unbelievable really. Yeah, it uh, yeah, shows that no one's invincible, doesn't it? A few, a few, I've, I've never met him myself, but um, a few of the boys have, and um, a lot of the boys obviously follow him because he's, uh, he's you know, very funny and a lot of the skits that he'd do, um, and a bit outrageous at times as well, which uh, brings a lot of laughs to everybody, but um Yeah, man, all in the name, I suppose, Johnny Danger, he's uh, probably gone out, you know, as as sad as it is, he's probably gone out the way that, uh, you know, you would probably almost want in
1: in the nicest way possible. That was literally doing what he he loved, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, hey, look, um, I'd love to keep you for a few more hours, but I know you guys are busy. We, we did actually have to wait for you for a little while. We finished the pre podcast. They're all queuing up for you. Hey, look, thanks very much for coming on, lads. And um, I think it's really inspiring what you're doing as well, because um, as much as we all love to hear about rugby and, and what you're doing behind the scenes, but you're delivering some some fantastic messages as well. So um, congratulations to you on that. And, and all the best and, and hope for that, you know, we might better try and knock you off today. <laughs> so after this comes <laughs> out, we'll go to number one and knock you off, <laughs> and then you can back and knock us yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and
1: on that note, lads, just two things for the listeners out there. One is to subscribe to Code Trippin', and the other is to subscribe to the All Blacks podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the both of us. That's the key. You have awesome. to
0: subscribe. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having us, gents. It's been yeah. a, an absolute pleasure. Yeah,
3: Cheers, guys.
0: Unreal.
1: All Thanks. the best. Best of luck for the season. Ah oh, Jesus next just got